Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 38 of the Instant Feedback Podcast with me, Marcus Keeley. Hello, how are you getting on? Is everything alright? During the last week I watched Eurovision on, on the Saturday. It was good crack, good fun. Normally I don't pay any attention to the Eurovision in the run-up to it. I like to save the full experience for the Saturday night that it's on. Obviously it didn't happen last year, so there's a lot of anticipation in the air. And uh, I did enjoy it in the end. But the problem is, if if I'm not paying attention in the run-up in the semi-finals, you know, well, Ireland didn't qualify in the semi-final, and that was a good song, and same with Australia. I've I've just been listening to a lot of the, the country songs over the past week. And uh, I'm late to the party, you know, but uh, I'm having fun anyway. That is pretty much the height of my excitement over the last week or so. And there was a good few mentions of um, the Eurovision film that was on Netflix last year. And uh, that is that is something, one of the very few films that I abandoned halfway through. Um, the only other particularly bad film that I can remember that I didn't quite abandon, I wish it abandoned, was Miami Vice with um, Colin Farrell. Uh, that was one cinema trip in particular I really, truly did regret. I couldn't leave the cinema early because I think it was I was with other people who went to see a different film or my lift wasn't arriving until the film was over. So I had to, I had to sit through through that with uh, Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx. So um, yeah, that, that, that's what it reminded me of. Don't often abandon films, but... Uh, that's that. But speaking of things that um, uh, hopefully you won't abandon halfway through, this week's episode I'm talking to Sarah Summeray, who is, uh, here's a wee bit of a blurb in case you're not familiar. Uh, Sarah is a London-based voiceover artist, writer and visual artist. Uh, we'll talk about all sorts of things, including the last year, um, social media, Vine, and also her upcoming book, A Vintage Picture Book of Swell Modern Moments. There are links in the description of this episode where you can pledge money for the book and a few links to the other things we discuss including Sarah's voice reel and a Comedy Central UK sketch we mentioned because she did write for Comedy Central UK. There is a moth in this room. I'm going to level with you. Um, he's been interrupting me. The, I, I tried to record this a few a few times previously and he kept just flying into the screen but I'm just, I'm just going to style it out. I'm just going to style it out. Um, I first became aware of Sarah on a now defunct uh, short six second video looping app, Vine. Do you remember Vine? Vine was good crack. Um, so I first saw Sarah on there years and years and years ago and then started following her on Twitter. And I was like, uh, ah, Sarah, Sarah's good crack, isn't she? She's good crack. So she's always doing interesting things. So I thought ah, God, it'd be, it would be fun to, uh, to talk to her. And as I was editing this, I was we we discussed Vine and various other things, but there's something that I keep doing, which is like trying to figure out a way because Vine is defunct now. How can I see the videos that I liked from when we're talking like 2013, 2014, 2015, and then Twitter had bought it at some point and then shut it down in 2017 or 18, and they said, "Oh, well, there's an online archive. You can still you, you can still watch all the videos." Uh, no, you can't. A lot of them are missing and the website doesn't really work. So I was trying to figure out a way around, you know, th- that website not working. Because if you if you find some links on Twitter, you can get to the Vine videos if they're still hosted. Twitter has them somewhere. They're all on a server somewhere. And I'm going to blow this wide open. So let, let me tell you what I did. I went on to the Twitter website and looked up an FAQ about Vine, right? 
And I said, oh, okay, have we looked? Oh, you can go on our website. This is well out of date. This is well out of date. But I did notice, oh, there's a, there's a wee uh, email that you can send if you have any questions of, uh, about Vine, you know. So, dear listener, I, I have sent a pretty politely worded email to uh, the, the head bosses at Twitter, basically saying, look, lads, what's the, uh, what's the story here with Vine? Can I get my stuff back? Can I, can I look at the videos? I mean, it all seems to be on there. Now, full disclosure, when they were closing down Vine, they did say, you can archive all your stuff and download it. We'll send it to you. I did that a few years ago, and then they immediately deleted it all by accident. So I don't have all my Vines. I have some. But uh, no, I, I deleted it, and they no longer provide that function. So maybe come come the next episode, I'll have a wee, <laughs> I'll have a wee update for you. On the old vine front. I know it's all very interesting to you. Especially if you're hearing about this for the first time. Um, so let's get on with the conversation with Sarah. Of course this was done remotely. This was recorded a few months ago. And of course it was over Zoom. So I've tried to reduce any uh, digital interference and whatnot. And try to bring the best quality of interview to you. So apologies in advance if you do hear any dodginess. But there's not much you can do about that. I have tried. All right. So let's get on with the conversation with Sarah Summeray. I am joined by Sarah Summeray. Hello, Sarah. How are you getting on? Hi. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm okay. I'm on a bit of a downer right now because just before I got on this call with you, I watched a video on TikTok of a ladybird sipping some coffee and then having a seizure. And I didn't realise it was having a seizure. I just thought it was it was just breakdancing. And I thought, oh, this is a laugh. Read the comments, realised it was having a seizure, and now I just feel depressed. Oh. But I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> Apart from that, it's grand. I'm, I'm a recent, I've spoken about TikTok to uh, a, a number of, of my younger guests um, last year because, as we all know, we've, we've been stuck in the house for about a year or so now. And um, I resisted the urge to go on to TikTok, but I, I finally broke and watched um, quite a lot of TikTok in one sitting. I think I was there for about three hours um, yeah. just, just consuming TikToks. And I, I mostly enjoyed it, except whenever I searched for the hashtag Belfast, which is where I'm from. And I just got very right. sad and depressed at, um, and frightened. I was I was very, very intimidated by a lot of what, what was on TikTok. Lots of like young people, very, very self-confident in themselves. And it, it made me wonder if I had a place in the world. So so TikTok is a bit of a danger for me that way. It's a very odd platform. It has taken me a long time to actually get on there. Um, a lot of my work is in social media. So obviously TikTok being one of the most popular platforms, I eventually just had to okay, I just have to, you know, finally get on there. But I've, it, it, it's a very strange place. And um, I've just recently discovered their live section as well. So there's obviously the videos that people just upload that they make. And then there's a live area and you just swipe up, swipe, swipe, swipe. And it's just people that are live, people that are live. And it, every single one is, <sighs> I've got to be careful I word it. Everyone's just very odd. And then <laughs> I came across one the other day and the handle was genuinely something like a serial killer. It was something as blatant as that. Jesus. And it was this guy wearing a really sinister mask, burning a bonfire. And that was kind of it. And <laughs> like he had hundreds of viewers and people commenting, guys, should we, should we call the police? Should we yeah. be worried? Or, but no one's doing anything about it. You sort of, you just assume that, 
you know they're just doing it for attention but it's kind of worrying that you know I've been on TikTok for just a few days and I'm already seeing that it's it is an odd platform yeah yeah it is it's stuff like that as you say people burning stuff or even um I remember seeing videos before of like robberies taking place in Belfast or um what would seem to be teenagers having a bit of a rave in a flat with either real guns or um you know imitation guns and I'm sitting there going I'm I'm trying to see the window of this like grotty flat that they're in and I'm like I think I know where this is and it's not that far from me I'm just I'm trying to figure it out and then it, it made me worried that Similar to even Snapchat is beyond me and it, it Snapchat really frightened me a few years ago when they introduced that feature where you could see you have a geo where location. your friends were. I mean, fuck yeah. that. Uh, that's, no, that's that's just awful. Although it's handy, it, it feeds into that. Uh, it was spoke a wee bit before we recorded of uh, keeping track on people in COVID. So if I know where someone lives and I see that they're not in their house at all times on Snapchat, I go, well, they're breaking the rules or they've been mugged. You know, because their phone isn't with them. That's the thing. It's got its pros and cons. Yeah. I don't mind people knowing where I am, especially being a woman and, Mm. you know, the whole situation now. I think people are really becoming aware of how dangerous it can be, not just at night, but like at any point in the day, things can happen. I kind of don't mind that much being tracked when I want to be tracked. Mm. And and I've been pretty good in lockdown, so I'm not really... I'm not really worried about people knowing where I am. I'm just most of the time just in my bedroom slash living room. So that's fine. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind. People can know where I am. If you're, if you're not doing anything wrong, you have nothing to hide. That's what they say. That's exactly. how they get you. Yeah, it'll be fine. Once you frame a totalitarian state like that, it seems it seems nice. And, and uh, <laughs> they're looking after you. It's all right. But speaking of so brainwashed. Um, yeah, well, that's it. Just, just do, just do whatever they say. Sure, it'll be grand this time next year. It'll all be over by Christmas or Easter or whatever, and uh, we don't need to worry about um, people knowing where we are because the government will do that for us, and it's, it's grand. Despite everything you say, this isn't an, a conspiracy anti-government podcast. But the reason it's funny that we mention um, Vine and Snapchat, or sorry, Snapchat and uh, TikTok, because Vine, I, God, that is odd. I became aware of you on Vine, which sounds creepier than um, I meant it. But yes. I, I first saw you on Vine, much like our um, our, our mutual friend uh, uh, Miguel Martin. Who, uh, who oh, believe wow, you? yeah. My um, God, that was a long time ago. I've known you for quite a while, haven't I? Yeah, well, we've been uh, creeping at each other through the vines of the internet. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean vine to mean that way, but I guess it, that works out well. But yeah, it's um, it's an interesting thing. The summer of 2013, August 2013, what 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 a what a period in time for the internet and, and small It's a bit, bit weird to remember the date, but sure. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, I like to keep track. I thought you didn't, I thought you didn't mind that. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, I love that. Yeah. yeah, but yes, um, one vine in particular I remember. I mean, you did quite a lot, and uh, it was very entertaining. But there was one that popped into my head um, the other day, uh, not just at random because I knew I was going to talk to you. Was I think it was uh, the one where you were in a supermarket with your friend, and mm-hmm. um, your friend was talking about different types of hummus or yogurt or something like that, and it was yeah. just you staring dead eyed ahead and occasionally yes. glancing to the camera. Oh and- wow. And your friend was talking. Yeah, that was like a a little strand of videos that we were trying to create. Um, It was called Boring Friend, I think. Mm. And she was just supposed to be a really dull mate that just I was bored by. Really, really simple premise. I mean, it was very basic days, you know, the early days of of quick videos. What was it, like six seconds on Vine? 
six six or six point five um yeah. seconds. Um was there any any truth in the, the boring friend um stories? Was she a boring friend? Is she? A no, no, she's a lovely friend. This was all pre-planned. Um we thought this is, you know, this stuff will go viral, this will do really well. Um obviously every I think the maximum amount of views we got was twenty-three. No, lovely friend, not boring at all. Well, it got it got all the way to Belfast. That's how viral it got. So if you need if wow. you need to track that, then that's where it got to. But but speaking of, of viral and and trends and you know other internet words uh, and whatnot. After after I saw you on Vine, obviously I followed you on Twitter. And um, you're you're I was I was trying to think of a way to phrase this question or statement, but all all I could really come up with was uh, see that Twitter. You're good at that, aren't you? <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, I, I think I've got a bit of a love-hate relationship with Twitter now, but I think a lot of people do. It's it's changed a lot since the early days when it was just, you know, just like with Vine, it was a very simple life back then. And uh, I mean, in, in some ways, Twitter has improved in, actually in a lot of ways, Twitter's improved in terms of communication and news and it's, and it's changed a lot of things for the better. But I quite liked it when it was just simple mm. jokes on Twitter. And it's you know it's it's different. It's very different now. Yeah, especially over you know lockdown and, and the pandemic and stuff like that. It just obviously a lot of people are going to spend a lot more time on social media, and um, I've noticed especially. I will just I know a lot of people do this, but I, I I've very specifically noticed me doing it where I would look on the likes of Twitter and then get a bit of a bit of anxiety, get a bit overwhelmed, and then mm. hop over to Facebook. The same thing will happen there after two minutes and then go on to Instagram and Instagram's normally nice. But then as we discussed, there's photos some people put up and you go, are you following the rules? What are you doing there? What's this? Or people sharing, you know, memories of like a year ago going, oh, this this time last year we were we were in Marbella and it was fantastic. And then it's just it's a horrible loop of just going around all the um, social media apps. And that's the thing. Yeah, I just find myself switching from app to app to app to app. And then it's just like the same routine over and over again. And then I'm like, all right, I need to put down my phone. And I just zone out for like mm. five minutes, just thinking, what am I doing with my life? And then I go back to Instagram and, you know, do the rounds again. And that's kind of my life. Yeah, I, I tried to moderate it myself a, a wee while ago where I would get up in the morning and have a cup of coffee. And then I would go, right. Here's what I'm gonna do. This is like this is like me opening my newspaper. I'm gonna have we look on Facebook, we look on Twitter, mm. we look on Instagram, and then that'll be me until maybe lunch or after work. But of course, it doesn't work that way. It's just any any uh, vacant moment, you just go muscle memory. Okay, I'll just have we look at that on uh, Twitter. See what people are up to. Uh, what what about what about that post I did? That's how many likes has I got? And it's like I didn't get notifications for it, but let me just scroll on my profile in case there's been a glitch or something yeah. where I haven't yeah. got uh, a like or, or a retweet. Oh no, it's still still zero. That's okay. That's that's dead. Other people are working. You know, other they're busy. The more you know? we say it out loud, the more the more I realise how unhealthy this is. You know, you get that um, like screen time update. I don't know if you have got the iPhone, mm. but every week you get the the little update of how much time you spent on your phone. And mine is like twelve hours a day. Yeah, just, I haven't I haven't got uh, that in a while. I, th I think it, it's given up because I do tend to ignore it. Or that there was a new one for the iPhone. I think they might have toned it down a bit. Where it's like, hmm, you've been listening to a lot of uh, very very loud music uh, the last wee while. I don't want you to hurt your wee ears, so we're just going to turn this down for you, so you you don't hurt yourself. And it's like, look, I need some sort of uh, stimulus 
to keep me awake and alive and if it is ear bleeding me loud music for it to tell me how to live my life yeah it's just like yeah thanks mom i don't uh i don't i don't need you meddling or sometimes it it does deafen myself i'll deafen myself yeah that's it and it doesn't know the difference between earphones and like bluetooth speaker devices it just presumes you're holding the speaker up to your ears so it's it's done that a few times for me while driving and it's just like look i i need to hear Cher's version of uh various abba songs to drive correctly and you're actually putting me in danger by turning turning that down despite all the said you're absolutely delightful on twitter and and uh and and so on just to enjoy that thank you yeah it's um a, a lot of good tent uh on 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 your twitter feed I, I recommend it we'll get a wee plug in for the twitter sure shall we what what's your handle all right go on um it's at summer as in the season ray r-a-y so mm. there you go that's a very very um very optimistic optimistic a very uh positive handle which i imagine was in high demand well back when i joined well the thing is well back when i joined i was the only summer around now there's a wrestler called summer ray Mm. spelt the same way i think and a porn star where that spelt summer and then r-a-e but the thing is that a lot of people don't bother to work out how her surname's spelt so i'm getting a lot of comments and follows from you know horny teenagers is what i'm saying anything to keep the follower count up anyway i'm sure that's the thing it's sort of you know they're like will you go on a date with me it's like a 14 year old boy and you know, I'm not going to go there, but also I'm not going to block them if they want to follow me. It's up to them. I'm just not going to, you know, communicate. Yeah, you have you have to walk that line between you know social media notoriety and accidentally going on a date with a 14 year old. That's you know, the thing. That's uh, the modern perils of uh, social media. Life. In your professional life, um, although to, as you said before, a lot of your a lot of your professional uh, endeavors are on social media. You you're a, a writer and a voiceover artist as well mm-hmm. i've had i've had a, a wee look at your at your website and your um audio oh, that hasn't been updated in a while it's nice i like it it's nice and it's nice and um it's, it's simplistic you don't you don't want an overwhelming website you know um you don't want too much going on i think on. it's just simplistic because i i don't know how to work websites but i'm glad you think it's a stylistic choice yeah, well, I, th- I like it. I think I think it's good. I think I think most people would probably think the same. You know, uh, gone are the days of, of flash and, and various uh, pop ups. Uh, although that would be entertaining just to get overwhelmed by the person's face just popping up in ten different boxes as you log onto yeah. the website. But um, your 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 voiceover work, I noticed. Um, well, I, I noticed because I, I listened to it. There's uh, show reels or maybe listen reels. I'm not sure what the yeah. correct term is for voiceover. Yeah, but just voice reels. Voice reels, I guess you call them. Yeah, demos and things. But, uh, you know, apart from uh, originally seeing you on Vine and hearing you on Vine, I probably have heard your voice without realising it as well because uh, there's such range in your uh, your voiceover work. Yeah, yeah. I've done stuff for Amnesty International. I've done things for Disney. I'm a couple of characters in the Sylvanian Family's cartoon. Yeah, a wide range of things. Wow. So you may have heard me, yeah. I've done uh, adverts for Kitchen Roll. Yes, so, yeah. uh, Blitz Regina, one of my favourites. Clean favorite Home Faster. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's good Kitchen Roll. So it's know? Regina Blitz. Oh my God, I hope I don't get sued. It's not Blitz Regina, it's Regina Blitz. 
yeah, they're they're going to have to ask for the money back if 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 that isn't corrected immediately. But no, I enjoyed I enjoyed it because, as you said, there there's you've done voiceover for Disney and Amnesty International, and I did I, I really enjoyed the juxtaposition in the voice reel of you know, um, <laughs> Warlords have killed ten thousand people this year, and then straight into, come and see our new wee show about all these rabbits, and it's just it. It, it was funny because they were, they were placed together. Um, but yeah. It's, it's it's fantastic range. What um, I like to give people an emotional roller coaster when they're listening to my demos. Yeah, it, it nearly knocked me out when I listened to it. And I was like, that's, that's fantastic. It must be difficult as a voiceover artist because I imagine in a sense, if you've done your job right, people don't pick up on your voice as being necessarily unique. It obviously fits whatever product or whatever it is that you're advertising. Is there, yeah. is there such a thing as like voiceover agents listening and going, oh, yeah, she's good? Because ideally you would just be listening to the message rather than the person. Is there a balance to that? Or is there, I'm just, I'm, I, I, I'm trying to imagine the voiceover world. How you get noticed when yeah. your job is to just so meld? Well, that's the thing. I mean, when you first start, the way to get into it is to listen to the types of things that you think your voice would suit. And then to just create a demo out of that. So like a minute long demo that just showcases your voice in the perfect scenario. So it's exactly that. You don't want it to stand out too much. But at the same time, you want people to think, right, she's she's slick. She knows what she's doing. We're going to hire her. So I guess it's kind of a balance between the two. Um, because then, you know, if you join an agency or you try and join an agency and they've already got too many of your kind of voice, they're not going to want you. So, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a balance. It is. And how how did you get into um, the voiceover work? Because I imagine it's it's probably not something that sticks out immediately in a lot of people's minds. Yeah. Is it a case of someone saying, "Oh, you're you've got a really nice voice. Um, I have some well, bread that I would like to sell, and I could use your voice for it." How how does that <laughs> conversation begin? So my mum is a Spanish voiceover. She started doing that decades ago, and I speak Spanish, so she wanted me to get into it as well. She's like, "This is great. You need to give it a go." I speak Spanish, but I'm not like super fluent or super comfortable doing it. But I thought, okay, I'll give it a go, but I'll do it in English. And essentially just followed in her footsteps. So like I said, I just I just watched a lot of adverts and literally made a, a minute long demo at home and just sent it out to a ton of agencies. Because she does Spanish voiceovers, it's kind of a completely different world. So unfortunately, I didn't really, I wasn't really able to use her <laughs> to mm. contact an agency guys this is my mom you know i'm good um <laughs> so, yeah so it was just a matter of just sending out to loads of people and hoping for the best and then the, the good thing with voiceovers is you're allowed to have several agents it's not like acting where you can just have one you can have loads of agents in loads of different countries so you just send it out to as many people as you can and people will hopefully then get in contact with you and that's how i started Mm, so the family business, essentially. Yeah. Well, my mum, yeah. My dad tries to do it as well, but he just couldn't be asked for that. He's got a good voice, but he didn't really have what, the energy. What, um, where, where's your father from? What sort of accent does he have? He's, yeah, he's got like a, a London accent, a very sort of deep authoritarian accent. He's good, he'd be good for commercials, but he just, he doesn't. I mean, I'm not going to bitch about my dad here, but he just can't be asked. <laughs> you could have the best, the best voice in the world, but uh, you know, it's it's the it's a female part of the family that uh, are, are really cornering the market. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. A lot of people, when I say I'm voiceover, voiceover, they just assume 
oh, so you just like read a script and that's that. That's easy. I want to get into that. But there's so much that you need to, there's so much control you need to have in your voice. You need to have good timing as well when you're reading a script. The volume needs to be, like if you're if you're doing, I do a lot of um, adverts for album, like album adverts, you know, when it's like really, really shouty and excited. Mm-hmm. ministry of sound like that really over the top type of stuff you need to sound like you're shouting without actually shouting and there's just like so much control involved so it's not as easy as people think no definitely not required yeah there there seems well i say there seems to be there is a lot of a lot of skill involved just because you know you will uh, same with a lot of everything you will notice a bad voiceover you know what i mean you'll Mm -hmm. it'll take you out of whatever is happening um yeah 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 and again you know could, could be important if you want to sound unique but and you know so you might get more work or whatever so people go oh i remember that voice or you know well it depends what what the client wants um yeah i don't know if i've got any jobs from uh clients just hearing my voice on tv or whatever but i, th- I think a lot of clients will just go directly to an agency and look through their books and see who they've got that fits what they want. What has been, if there is one, or maybe, maybe it's all business, but is there a particular ad or, or product that you've voiced over that you really liked? You were like, that was quite fun and I'm quite proud of that. Or I like being the voice of this. Um, I do a lot of audio description for Netflix for blind people. So that's just, you're just basically describing what's going on on screen. And it's not like, there's no sort of, real performance required in that but I think it's just it's such a nice job to do um you feel like you're doing something positive and it's just so relaxing to do as well so I really enjoy that mm-hmm. um yeah I just like those sorts of jobs where you kind of just sit down settle in and you're just talking for like five hours straight and you get to watch a lot of tv then I guess a lot of Netflix yes you do um, although they're very, very strict about what you can say about it. So I don't know how much I can say about it. <laughs> I'm scared. Like before you do a job with Netflix, they send you a video that it, so it's a, a bunch of um, celebrities basically telling you to not fucking say a word, that you need oh. to keep your mouth shut and no one's allowed to know about this. And uh, yeah, when I first saw that video, I was like, oh my God, they're probably watching me right now. So I don't know what I can and cannot say. Wow. I like the idea yeah. that that like Tom Cruise or someone that has a wee special video going, please, please don't tell anyone. Like yeah. a, a direct appeal from the stars just saying, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. It was like, see it, don't say it. Really, really almost threatening. Yeah. And that's, that's the opposite of what we've been told for the past 20 years. See something, say something, you know, so... Yeah, um, I think they've basically taken that slogan and just made it their own. Wow, conflicting times. Um, Is is there any voiceover job that you would you would really like? Like you've seen it, or you would you would go? I would I would kill to do a voice. I love animation. If I could just like get the job of a character in an animation, and that was just like an ongoing thing, you know, like The Simpsons that just goes on forever, and that's it secure mm. i know what i'm doing and i'm doing something fun and exciting forever oh that would be the dream the absolute dream what yeah. sort of what, what sort of stuff do you uh, animation wise do do you like or watch then that you could you could maybe see yourself in there i thought about it specifically but i don't know just like a, a, a fun cartoon that's that just 
goes on for decades and everyone loves and everyone like knows me as the voice of of that character i think that'd be super fun yeah, yeah. stuff like that is a, is a great legacy you know because yeah, exactly it, it, can, it can be so close to people's hearts um That's the thing. and then i'll get invited to comic con and stuff and yeah it'll be good <laughs> You, you, you like the idea of you signing a lot of things yeah um, but at the same time people not recognizing you that must be that word must be quite weird where people have no idea that they yeah i know it'd be it'd be cool because then i i you know I'd like randomly do the voice to kids and stuff and they'd be like oh my god you're that character and they'd get really excited and oh i'd be so happy and then you just jump in a car and drive away go yes yeah minimal um, bye guys <laughs> but you, you've mentioned like you know ads and, and and stuff like that that you've done the voiceover but um you've done uh some voiceover for uh well comedy central and um and, and a few others as well as well as yeah, writing so stuff to, yeah i used to work at comedy central um on their website so i did uh, a bunch of things there mostly writing listicles for the website but then voicing a couple of videos too yeah are you talking about the sex guide uh yes that, that that is one that is one that i um i i watched uh and listened to of course uh as yes. well that is a that, that's a very funny one that one um <laughs> i think uh, it seems as if watching that i was like this is probably what it's going to be like for a lot of single people coming out of lockdown in the pandemic where it'll be like <laughs> we need to watch this just to get everything right i've forgotten hard to uh, do the business yeah it's um well they're saying that it's going to be like a massive baby boom once this is over dare not think about it just people shagging in the streets i, I i'm not so sure because they said that when lockdown happened oh there's going to be a baby boom people have nothing else to do but sit in the house and fuck each other and i think there's some information that's come out where that was just today i saw some some economic fella i don't know mm -hmm. any of the context I, I probably didn't even read the article correctly but they were like yeah the, the economy's gonna be screwed because we actually don't have a load of babies on the way and i was thinking babies can't spend money you know he's, th <laughs> he's thinking well ahead but he's said no in the short term um we're, we're screwed because people aren't buying prams i guess or whatever whatever people buy for babies so i don't i don't know because you know, people are saying similar to like the that it'll be like the roaring 20s because they came out of yeah. the war and and various they you know the pandemic that they had and i'm not sure people these do you think people are just done with each other i think so a lot of i think a lot of divorces yeah for sure because everyone's just sick of the people that they live with yeah but i don't yeah. know maybe it'll be a, be a bit both a lot of shagging a lot of divorce a lot of chaos yeah i don't know what 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 would be the main thing you'd want to say out of that the, the world has changed um since this has happened uh irreversibly changed what what is one what is one positive thing you'd like to see out of, out of the the end of it because a lot of people are saying you know there's a greater sense of community and, and people know yeah. each other now and i said yeah for the first six weeks and then everyone just went you know what fuck talking to my neighbor i'm just gonna sit in there until this is over <laughs> i felt so positive when they were like the skies are clearing pollution's clearing up that they were showing i think i saw photos of like the skies in india yeah for the first time ever were just super clear that was amazing that honestly felt so good and that quickly went back didn't it i think as soon as as soon as lockdown eased a little bit it all went backwards again and that kind of depressed me 
yeah that that was yeah. nice there was stuff like venice like the water was like crystal clear and stuff like that and then it was more or less like yeah for a weekend and then we started just pouring you know pure shit back into it and yeah. uh just destroying the environment um because it got a bit of a, a wee booster like there's some paths near near me uh where i live that have sort of grown over a bit and people just haven't went back to walk on it since nature reclaimed it um mm. but apart from that they're still the same well especially now i mean it's it's beyond the point of no return in a different way and that no one will go back to sitting indoors anymore everything is just sort of like well you know we'll still arse about and do whatever we want and if we get sick that's sort of that's that then you know yeah i don't you'd like to think that something so huge would just fundamentally change the way people think but i i don't i think it might temporarily and then people would just go back to normal i really don't think it's gonna change people that much i think people are going to become a lot more aware of cleanliness and getting close to people getting close to strangers and will think twice before shaking someone's hand and things like that yeah i mean yeah. i, I, I that'll be forever you know i don't know if it will last that long i remember like I, i've been using hand sanitizer for years and the odd time someone would pass comment on it you know if we we're going out for a drink or sit down in a restaurant and we're all sitting chatting and i pop out my wee bottle and just give it a wee yeah. squirt and they're just like mm. what are you doing i'm like well like i'm sure my hands are probably filthy i don't yeah i think that's I, perfectly normal i don't know i don't know where they've been as for handshakes i was never a fan of handshakes but i do like to hug and i'm thinking maybe that's out of the question now as well once we're mm. back to normal i think that might be a bit too much for people so but i can't abide elbow bumps or anything like that so maybe just a wave from now on i think yeah a wave is probably the, as far as i'm gonna go yeah a wave, a wave and a wee nod just like all right yeah we made it <laughs> you know all right not even any words because words bold acknowledgement yeah just sort of a, a haste glance and that that'll be to be honest I, pro I probably won't even look at anyone no no i imagine that you're you're in london aren't you yeah how's that how's that been i don't think i've spoken to anyone who's uh london centric throughout all this it's a bit of a broad question how's london but you know it's a big yeah. mad it's a big mad condensed <laughs> city you know i get angry a lot of the people in london people in the streets and that generally people aren't that good at keeping their distance i get so irritated when i'm walking down the street and there's a couple walking side by side mm. and haven't even thought okay maybe we should you know go single file so that we don't knock each other or whatever the people that just don't think twice about that and there's so many of them in london that's my head in no i'm, I'm the same i always end up being the road walker i i have to step down off and i, I was out walking with my wife a, a couple of weeks ago through a park and there was a couple coming towards us and we were walking towards them and mm -hmm. it's always us who steps into the grass and walks around and then we sort of looked at each other and went why why is it always us that do this like are we just naturally yeah. subservient to the others and it's like you know what we'll, we'll play chicken with the next group of people and see what happens i wonder if everyone thinks that though because i feel exactly the same way when this first started and there's so there's like quite a narrow um park it's called parkland walk it's quite nearby and it's just a lovely walking space but you get a lot of joggers there but when this first started no one was really aware of keeping their distance and I was just going for like a half hour walk when that was all we could do and just finding myself just walking into bushes and stuff trying to get out of the way and I'm just thinking <laughs> why am I the only one doing this why am I having to walk into the trees and bushes no one else is doing this yeah so I wonder if everyone actually feels that way well they can't maybe maybe the, the ones that we step out of the way for are the one 
interaction that they've had where they have won, you know, for the rest of the day, everyone else has been bumping into them. Um, mm. But for us, they're the, you know, oh yeah, I've walked, I've walked, I kept my pace and they moved out of the way for once. Whereas with us, yeah. it's like, this isn't, this has never happened. We're always stepping in the fucking mud and the puddles <laughs> and the bushes. And it's just like, why, well, why, why bother walking? <laughs> it's just, just, why, just take up orienteering and just crash through bushes on purpose because, you know, like, there's no point using the paths at this point. And that's why you should just stay at home. Yes, yeah, stay at home. Um, a lot of people have, have taken up, well, they claim to, or at least try to take up new hobbies and, and endeavours throughout lockdown. Um, this is a nice wee year retrospective. I'm, I'm taking the stance on just going, oh, that's, that's the COVID year. Some people took up languages and stuff. I've noticed that you've taken up uh, drawing uh, memes in 1920s yeah. style. Yeah, so I've, I've been drawing for quite a long time and have always had this interest in vintage animation from the 1920s, 1930s, that really old school animation, like the early Disney. And then there's an animator called Max Fleischer who makes these like super creepy old cartoons, well, did back in the day, old cartoons that I've just always loved. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to finally learn how to draw like this. And thought, oh, I need, I need to, I need like something to draw that I can just copy over and over again. Drew a meme that did really well. And I thought, oh, there's something here. So I just kept drawing more and more memes. And then eventually agreed with a publisher called Unbound that we'd create a crowdfunding project to make a whole book of them. So yeah, so that's, that's been something that happened during lockdown yeah it's it's good i um i i enjoy seeing all, all the new ones and, and the book is coming out it's like it looks like a nice big sort of coffee table book um of all of all the yeah. creations but let um, me say it will not come out unless people fund it so if you do like the idea of it please uh do fund the project and it starts at like 10 pounds so i know that it's not the greatest time to be asking people for money but um yeah if you like the idea of it then do support it yeah, if you can if you can do something for this pandemic, um, I was going to say the pandemic, but who knows? There might be another one around the corner. If you want to, if you want to breathe life into this pandemic and have something good come out of it, um, uh, support support the book. Where can people find the details on your on your Twitter, of course, and and unbound.com? Yeah. yeah, yeah. On my Twitter, there's a, a pinned tweet that explains it and links to the page. So yeah, yeah you'll find it there. It uh, it looks good, and um, so normally on on well the last wee while for these podcast episodes, um, a quiz the guest on on an area of expertise that has become apparent uh, throughout the conversation or or on social media. And I was going to do one. I was thinking about this today. I was going to do one about the uh, all the the various memes, but because <laughs> memes are so visual, I yeah. was like, how am I going to do that? And I was going to say, well, maybe I could try and describe them. But if you describe the meme, that that is the only way to communicate the meme other than showing it with someone. So the quiz yeah. didn't really work. Have you found through doing these memes is is there a because you're a meme, you're a meme expert, of course, if you're if you're doing a book of them, um, is there common <laughs> is, is there a commonly agreed by the crowd, the, the Internet at large specific names for memes? You know, so obviously there's like the Bernie, like Bernie Sanders meme, although there's two of those now. There's a one where he's saying, yet again, I'm asking you for blah, blah, and the one with him sitting down. So like the one. Yeah, the Mittens one. 
the name that's a really interesting question and I have no idea how the names of memes get created like if you if you were anyone know if you were doing um an audio description for a Netflix documentary about memes how like yeah. how would you describe you know all you can say it's a bit like the friends episodes it's like oh you know the one with you know the guy is looking over his shoulder yeah. at a different woman yeah, yeah, and yeah. his girlfriend's annoyed it's like is that the title of that meme well when i want to find the official name of a meme i go on knowyourmeme.com a valuable resource they know what they're talking about and I just don't question where they've got the title of the meme from. I just trust they know what they're saying. So that's that's where I go to find the official title. As for how the names are made, I have no idea if anyone knows that I'd be really interested to know how they sort I think they just they just sort of organically come about. I wonder if society, you know, in hundreds of years from now, or if it collapses, you know, or uh, collapses and is hundreds of years ago, will there be factions of people arguing over, you know, the same way people argue over scripture now, where it's like, no, the meme is called da 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 da, and then there's all these meme wars about the memes, and maybe that's where society's going to go after the the panda. I hope we all disappear before that happens. Well. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, there's already so many inter- internet wars happening over over memes and various things like that. Um, yeah. the TikTok battles and um, yeah, it's it's uh, society might go that way. It's it's something that I worry about, and I don't. I it's don't an want... upsetting thought. Yeah, how are we how are we interact with each other through memes might determine the the call the downfall of of humanity. You know, it's. But yeah, you know, we say that now, but once that time actually comes it might just be the absolute norm yeah we might we might get you we, we, might, enjoy okay. it. we might enjoy it so long as we, we get plenty it. of um likes on. i don't think we'll be here well we might be ai we're getting we're getting well into the future now Good but um, this is a whole other conversation that could go on for days isn't it really it's could do but sure deep, what else deep. is there to do <laughs> Sir, uh, if there's anything else you want to plug um, or, or give a shout out, this is this is a show. This is a new section. If you want to give a shout out to anyone, your mum or uh, <laughs> someone who you know is their birthday coming up, I'll, I'll oh, do the shout you know out. What? I'm good. I am going to give a shout out to two colleagues slash friends called Michael Della and Donna Hull, who, thanks to their just strange messages over WhatsApp, not going to get into it, to to very unhinged people that have kept me sane throughout the pandemic and also my partner jason dawson i think that that's probably my shout outs yeah thank, thanks to that lot no worries um, uh, michael michael donna and, and jason uh and jason. yous are yous are doing well yous are a great bunch of lads and uh <laughs> we're very much like you here in the podcast courtesy of uh, of sarah so there you go that's that's your shout out hope you're keeping well and uh, uh good luck and so on i would love this yeah yeah so you go just tell Thank them you. just tell them to skip to the end and they can hear that yes yeah i will do and also can you please all follow me on my art instagram which is at this is fun art and that's it that's it that's that's all that's all all the stuff that you've got for now but uh yeah. thanks very much sir it was lovely chatting to you. it was nice to oh, actually after all these years to sit down and have a conversation yet again over the internet i know yeah Mad. full circle Thank you.